helping is the new selling right now. Mm -hmm. I would go and figure out how can you help your top tier accounts right now more than ever. And I I really really believe that that's when the results can stop flowing. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. So we want to continue doing this for the rest of the week. We're going to talk about how do you become intentional? How do you become in marketing, sales, and and leadership across the board? So I see Ash, Clinton, and Jim on on standby. So we're just going to make sure that uh, you guys jump in. So a couple of things. There's questions around marketing, questions around ABM, all that stuff. So let me get you in here. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm seeing a whole bunch of females going back and forth between your team and you. I know you and your team has questions, so uh, shoot it over. Yeah, so we're just hoping, you know, everyone kind of looks at ABM the same, but yet a little bit differently. And so when we're talking semantics about, you know, how that's defined, um, you know, how are you defining it um, and recommend getting folks aligned, you know, is it, you know, that approach of all for one and very specific and very individualized or the one for many, um, or can it be both? Yeah. And share a little bit about you and the company you represent so people get to know you as well. Sure. Sure. My name is Jen Griffin. I'm the marketing manager with Studio Science. We're a design and innovation consultancy agency out of Indianapolis. Awesome. All right. Well, Jen, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, live in here, a couple of things. One, I think, and, and, and it, some of it is like me just being biased, maybe you could call it, because ABM is a thing. And uh, like I feel like my, I, I bleed ABM in some way. I do think, Jen, that there has never been a better time to really go in on ABM than now, because marketing budgets are getting cut across the board. Let's just be honest about what's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are generating leads that don't turn into customers, you're wasting money. And if companies continue to do that, the marketing people are going to lose jobs. Mm-hmm. These are the facts and it's happening. I'm talking to hundreds and hundreds of marketers and, and it's happening everywhere. So to answer your question more directly, to me, the way I define ABM is to totally have a team approach. And, and we talk about this all the time around target, engage, activate, and measure like T-E-A-M, target, engage, activate and measure. So when you get your sales and marketing team together, this is the time to bring in and say, hey, we're going to have a team approach. And during this team approach, we're going to figure out which company is going to target. And you can go one-to-one, one-to-many in that. And I'll get into that in a second. Then we're going to figure out how we're going to engage because you can do events. You're not able to do field marketing events. You're probably not doing direct mail as much. So now what is the best way to do that? And on top of that, now you're going to figure out how do I activate my sales team? Mm -hmm. This is the part every marketing team, for the most part, misses. We just give leads over to the sales team and that's it. So how do we activate the sales team is a big part of it. And then how do you measure iteratively? So from a targeting perspective, I think I will highly recommend everybody that you need to start tiering your accounts. Start tiering your accounts. And the accounts that are big deals, mega deals, they are going to take longer than ever because of the current situation. 
figure out a way to what kind of personalization that you want to do with those accounts. So I will tier the accounts into the top tier, the second tier, and the third tier, and go in one-on-one with the top tier accounts. Okay. And other accounts, I would go in, and that's where you can do a lot of digital advertising. You'll just surround them. And as soon as they have spike on your website, then you start engaging with me. So with them. So you prioritize those accounts later on based on engagement. But you gotta figure out, I think, your top tier accounts and go all in on those because right now nobody's doing that. So you have mm-hmm. a really big edge over everybody, your competitors, because nobody's doing that. So if you can give your top 10 accounts and create personalization for them and tell them that, hey, we are there to, for you, we're here to help you, they're going to be talking to you either now or in the next week or two weeks or a month because they know you got their back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what is your thought around kind of, you know, obviously that's not necessarily cost effective for all of the accounts, right? Because they're not all going to have exactly. that return. Is, is it fair to say that you can have like more of a programmatic approach at that industry level where you're, you know, you're still doing ABM, but you're, you're looking at those trends and then kind of scaling things across multiple accounts more with, you know, your digital engagements and things of that nature? Totally, totally. I think this is, this is the time where I think personalization has to be at a completely new level starting with empathy and figuring out your top 10 accounts and telling them that, hey, we believe that we can serve you the best, realizing this may not be the best time for you to go open the Pandora's box because all these different things are happening. But Mm -hmm. you are our target account and telling them that we believe that we can serve you the best. But right now, what can I do to serve you? Many things that I'm seeing in the Slack community, in the flip phone community, right now conversations are happening where people are offering almost free services to help them assess what's going on and how to help in, in the hopes that in the three months or three weeks later, when they're ready, they will, you will have so much information about them and they will have so much trust with your team that they will jump into it and say, you know what, let's work together because you already know so much about it. So, so Tim Kopp, uh, the CEO of Terminus, he, he's been talking about like helping is the new selling right now. Mm-hmm. So I would go and figure out how can you help your top tier accounts right now more than ever. And I I really, truly believe that that's when the results are going to start flow. Awesome. Thanks so much. Awesome, Jen. Thank you so much for showing up. All right. So uh, let's bring in Clinton. I see you um, on it. And then we have next up Ash. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll jump in with Ash. Clinton, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. So where are you from? What company? Share a little bit about yourself. So, Sam, thank you very much for having me on this morning. I actually didn't know this was going on. I just hopped on your LinkedIn and I saw that this is good. I just joined it, but thank you. I'm Clinton. I'm with um, Katie Works and uh, we we are in four different verticals right now. So the healthcare, healthcare, payer, manufacturing and government. I, as of right now, I have been focusing, I joined a company close to a year ago, so July of last year, and I've been focusing on healthcare payers. So those insurance companies, those health plans. And so I have been doing research and even just, you know, learning, just speaking to industry um, leaders and just reading. I just read your book, I think two weeks ago, the, the, the entire book, which sure. is business uh business to business so my one of my key things is you know just to establish abm you need to have your target accounts and i mean that is key i think you know if you don't get those target accounts right then you are probably 
serving ser- serving meals which are going to go uneaten because you're serving to wrong to wrong target um, accounts. And so for us, for example, we've been we we resell funded a company called Highland, and we just moved into this healthcare payer market or industry three four years ago. So we're still young in this space, and so. And we have a couple of products that we're selling as well. But my my struggle right now is how do we go about figuring out the best fit account? How do we go about figuring out that ideal customer profile? Because your teaching is, it could be two ways, right? So for those young companies moving to a new space, it could be one, either looking at the customers that you have currently, or two, doing market research to establish what is that best fit account, who is best suited out there that we could right. sell our products. And I think in our particular you know, situation and scenario, we have three direct, three direct customers and two indirect customers just in this space of three, four years. And I think it could be a combination of both, but I'm still grappling as to how that market research may be conducted, what that would look like. Yeah. Well, first of all, again, Clinton, thanks for uh, checking out the book and just being online and asking questions. First of all, I feel healthcare industry right now Man, what a place to be in, uh, right. given all the current circumstances. Uh, my heart goes out to all the people who are working in the industry to make it better. So thank you for what you're doing and what your organization does. In terms of targeting, 1,000%. I think if you get, the, the as I was sharing with Jen, if you get the target part of the team framework wrong, you're going to miss, everyone is going to miss the entire, but it doesn't matter how great your marketing is. It's going to suck at the end of the day because the, the message is not going to resonate with it. So targeting is really important. In your scenario, more specifically, I feel right now, if, if you're trying to figure out who to target, what, what is how, what's the best way to go around that one? And you mentioned that there is one, you have existing customers. So let me ask you, do you have existing customer in that vertical right now where you can figure out by geolocations, by size of those companies, are you able to figure out is where is your sweet spot where you can serve the best? That is actually what we're in the midst of doing right now. And I'm sort of pulling, you know, people together to brainstorm and say, okay, we've got these direct customers and these indirect customers. The indirect customers are still using our products, but they were sorted by Highland Direct and we work with Highland. So we're a reseller for Highland and so Right now, actually, we started yesterday where we're sort of discussing each and each of those accounts. They're not many, so we're discussing each of those accounts, sort of understanding the background, the overview, how they're using our products and how we are helping them. And what we're going to do is myself and the account exec that sold those accounts are going to sit together, sort of discuss the account and say, what are those, you know, what are those common trends? What are those demographics? What are those things that they all have in common? Because like you would say, I also think it does make sense to go after you know, similar prospects out there because there are a lot of them out there. It's just figuring out who are the best fit and and going after those ones. So we're actually in the process, in the process of, of doing that. Of understanding. Yeah, it's a worthy exercise. And the second is, do you worry about losing these customers right now that you already have? I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, no. Because right now, I really, and we have been saying that every day, is this, your retention is the new acquisition for your organization right now. Right. Any organization that can retain as many of their customers have an opportunity to thrive, not just survive in the next three to six months. So if you are able to retain, I would actually go and create a referral program with all of my customers and say, hey, if you are happy, if your NPS score, your net promoter score, and if you're very like you have a relationship with them, 
I will go and talk to all of my customers and find out what makes them happy. Why do they like your organization, your product, your service so much more? And if you feel like there's, you're going to get great answers and they're going to stay with you, especially through this time, you are in a very envious position. That's fantastic. I will create a full-on referral program with each customer and say, tell me the one company that we can serve you just like we're serving you. I promise sure. you, you're going to get a ton of referral and comments from that. So, one, you're a genius. We're, we're doing that right now. So, what we're just doing is we are speaking to our customers and saying, you know, you had the, I was on the, the, uh, the, the, the webinar you had the other day with the with off and yeah yes and it was be empathetic be you know be exceedingly human and what and I shared that with my boss and you know what we're doing now is we're reaching out to um to those customers within that healthcare payer space and saying you know talk to us tell us what you guys are seeing what's your day to day like now I mean it's life has changed for all of us so what what can we do how can we how can we be of help and we I, I know we're doing we're you know subscriptions there's certain things that we're doing um so we're, we're making good we're doing certain things for free i think professional services and a couple of other things so we are trying our very best to be there for them during these hard times and we do have two um folks that came from the healthcare payer space and so i started that actually last week where i said hey here's what we have in salesforce right now here are the accounts yeah. on salesforce right now please go through that list see you know you may have some relationships, some contacts in one of any of those um, accounts. Please let me know if you'd be gracious enough to, you know, ease an introduction to, you know, to help me speak to one of those, your, you know, your contacts and any of these, of these accounts. So we're in the process sure. of doing that referral program as well. But yes, for our customers right now, it's. The other thing, other thing I will start Clinton, because that's fantastic. That's genius. Let's keep going on that one and tell me how the results are, you know, come back again and, and share those. The second thing I would do is create some sort of community for your customers right now. People are all over trying to be either in Slack group or whatever private channel you want to create for them, where you can literally, all you need to do is set it up and say, hey, all of you, my customers, come and join me in this Slack group and talk to each other. We have no problem you sharing with each other how you're working, how the product or service is working. Don't even talk about our product. Just talk about how you're dealing with this situation day in and day out. And, and and open up that, you would see a tremendous amount of insights from them just by watching that thread. So if you become a community leader, where you lead all of these customers into creating a community where they can have conversation ongoing, you're going to get a ton of things going on in that stuff. So I would do a referral program. I'll double down on that, retain every customer and find another customer just like them. That's your acquisition program. And then your engagement and advocacy program is create a small group, either on Slack or something, where they all can connect, like maybe do virtual happy hours with your customers so, and do stuff with them. They will bring in more dollars than anything else right now. Awesome, man. I will do that. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Clinton. So good. so good. Awesome. So we got now, uh, Tim, I see your question. If you want to jump in, jump in over here. Uh, Fahim, I love that. Ricardo, dude, I love you. Thank you for, for doing it. Uh, she, again, Tim from Wisconsin. She, hi. So cool. If you want to join in, jump in. So one, here, are the, here are the couple of things that Tim asked yesterday. So I'm just, and he's also in the thread. He's asking, what are the three things or tactics that SMB or any company need to do right now? Three things. So here, here's, here are the three things I wrote down because I wanted to make sure I respond to that today. Number one. People are scanning your website right now. 
they are not reading it. So the number one and the easiest hack that every organization should go through is go and change your main website, main page where you're driving traffic and become super empathetic to your customers right now. So do, they're not reading all the text, all the feature, all the functionality, all that stuff. Create bold, capital, H1, all that big font around what exactly what you do. You can serve them, help them right now. You need to be more clear than anything. It's not going to cost you a dime, but it's going to change the way people are going to look at you. Because right now, anyone who's more human, or in Patrick Lencioni's words, exceedingly human, and clear will get the cake, get the cheese in here, okay? So that's one. Number two, number two um, is this idea of focus on the problem, not your product. Focus on the problem you solve right now, not your product. So if you're out there talking about, or if I go out and like now, imagine if I just said, hey, here's what Terminus does. Terminus, as you track, exit. I think most people will drop out. So become so helpful and focus on the problem. The problem that most companies have right now, as Jen mentioned earlier and Clinton mentioned earlier, is that they want to figure out how do you get a better acquisition channel. They want to figure out how do we retain customers. They want to figure out how do I give my sales team an edge and help them be active with the most important accounts. How do I give insights into that? Those are the questions we need to be talking about because those are the problems that people have. So if your website, if your email copy, if your Nurture programs, all those things are talking about the problem, again, being empathetic to your customers and say that, hey, we can help you solve this problem. And if the problem makes sense, they will come to you. But if the problem doesn't make sense, they're going to kick out. All right. So number two is be problem focused in every single word and every single copy that you use right now. Then product focus. Do not talk about your features and, and service because that does not help. Write about everything that they can help so that they will, they will really focus on it. And number three, number three, and this is probably the most important of all, build your community now. This is the best time for you to have a great brand for yourself or your organization. Either way, it's going to just feed into each other. Build your community right now because everybody's looking for leaders to follow. So just like I shared with Clinton, if you go in and build a Slack community today, if you go in and build in a LinkedIn community today, if you go in and build all these things today, you are going to have all these people join in with you because right now is the best time. And if you can help your customers win, oh my gosh, imagine how much they will spend time with you and money with you when they're ready. So those three things, people, your customers and your future customers are scanning, not reading. Number two, they are focused on problem. Every copy, every word, look at, go back and look at everything. Are you problem focused as opposed to product? And number three, build a community because the data community is simply a commodity. All right. I'm going to get Tim. Tim, buddy, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I think I tried to answer those three questions. I don't know if you heard that. You, yeah, I heard it. You hit the nail on the head. I appreciate the, I appreciate you having me on. First, I want to give you a little shameless plug. I got both your books here. Boom. And if, if none of you out there have read those yet, I'm sure most of you have. Um, lots of great content in there. I'm currently digesting a lot of it. Another question I have for you, though, is another. What is it? What are some other resources for some new people into ABM into the ABM strategy? Um, because I haven't implemented implemented anything, I'm still digesting a lot of the information and how it fits our company. Uh, but what are some other resources? And you talk about community. What is there a community for marketers that are implementing or are thinking about implementing ABM strategy? 
Yeah, no, it's a great question, man. I think one, there's a Flip My Funnel community on LinkedIn. I'll highly recommend everybody to join in, ask questions. It, it has a lot of people in there. So jump in and talk. It's, it's non-salesy, just have conversations, practitioner-led uh, conversation. It, the, uh, the other part, I, I think I would not even look for ABM, quite honestly. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, ABM is B2B, because I think it's really just better marketing and sales. So two of the biggest things that I'm, I'm like pushing out there right now is this idea that go 100% on your customers right now. Yeah. And those strategies are out there right now. They figure out every marketing organization that has a revenue goal and operational goal of saying, here's what we need to hit. Go back and re-talk to your leadership team and say, hey, look, if we keep every one of our customers or as many customers as possible, we're going to come out of there healthy. Uh, many organizations I'm, think, I'm seeing right now are making the, the wrong, I think they're going wrong when they're actually going after the new acquisition goal so high and, and trying to push their sales team and marketing to create net new leads, a ton of them. And I think they're going to burn their sales team. They're going to burn their marketing team. And worse, they're going to burn relationships that they're going to have with their future. Nobody wants to work with them uh, when things are going up and, and to the right later on. So I would actually just, I'm just hard recommending every day now, people go back to your customer base, make your customers fans, create community for them. Like in, even beyond ABM community, I would say go create a customer community big time because your customers need to hear from you in a different way now, very different way. In, instead of saying, here's a new feature we rolled out, hope it, hope it helps you. It's more of like, hey, look, we are hearing that so-and-so customer is using our product or platform this way. It might help you to do X, Y, Z and let them communicate with each other. I'm seeing that happen so much more right now. And I wish every company would literally right now stop everything after this and go build a customer community. That's true ABM because you're focused on the right accounts. Right. I appreciate that. One other quick question. Um, in this state of reactiveness, marketing teams, including the team that I'm on, world's been kind of flipped upside down. All the, Not all of them, but so, some of the things you were working on, a lot of events that we had planned, canceled. Yep. Uh, I know we can go virtual, but that was a company decision. But what are some things that we can do right now to to pivot to more of a proactive approach. And I know you're talking about building that community, um, but maybe there's some other points that you can build off of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, dude, I feel like right now I'm looking at and I'm asking everybody to look at every email copy that you send out to your customers and your future customers. I still get nurtured emails from companies that is talking about their demo and a sales pitch and all that stuff yeah. has happened. I still get um, uh, tons of people reaching out saying, hey, we have this thing. And so I feel like, man, this is the greatest time. I really, truly believe in, in unfortunate circumstances all over. But this is the greatest time to build a company brand more so than any, anybody else. I'll give an example. Megan Eisenberg, uh, she was on a LinkedIn Live a couple of weeks ago. And I was asking her, like, hey, you're in the travel industry. She's the CMO of Trip Actions, Okay. We all know what happened with the travel industry right now. It, it's exceedingly bad for them, right? They're getting bailed. All these things happening with them. In 48 hours, in less than 48 hours since it hit, they essentially pivoted their marketing 100% from their messaging to everything. They actually partnered up with another company to give real-time information on what's happening with travel and business travel and all the things so that they can be ahead of it. So they literally pivoted and said, you know what? We're going to figure out a way to help right now, not sell. That's help good. Not Becoming sell. a resource, yeah. Becoming a resource. 
So they pivoted their entire marketing organization into a helping organization as opposed to selling organization. And less than 48 hours, their Twitter handle changed, their social copy changed. They didn't, they no longer, they're promoting any of that stuff. They're literally handles. They, they changed that. Wow. They, they changed uh, the copy on the homepage. They stopped all the nurture campaigns altogether about selling or promotions or anything like that. And they went and essentially partnered with another company to give real-time updates of what's happening in the travel industry to all of their customers. Now, that is actually what is leading from the front in the world where everybody can be reactive to your point. I think it's a chance to be creative and proactive. That's awesome, man. Appreciate it. I got I to ask one more question. Uh, I work for CCB Technology and we emphasize culture and work hard, play hard type stuff. So I got to ask you a personal question. What's your favorite book and what's your favorite movie? Ooh, so I'll go with the movie. I'm a diehard Rocky fan. So I love uh, every single one. That's of me. Rocky uh, four. Yeah, yeah. I literally was thinking about like playing the Rocky theme song as part of like, the intro music, but uh, the times are not like perfect for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, my son and I, like when I showed him that, this was like two years ago. He would literally, well, he's like nine. He would literally run around butt naked, talking, going like Rocky King around the house. And my wife was like, what's wrong with you guys? And we could work with and tell every single dialogue, like, Adrian, I love you, all that stuff. Like, go and do that. So, so that's awesome. the movie, movie side. I'm, I'm a huge fan of two. I want to bring in two books. One is uh, Patrick Lencioni. Can't, they can't be your own book either. No, no of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so one is uh, Patrick Lencioni's books. Yeah. Um, uh, one of them he wrote was Ideal Team Player. I love that. I'm also a big fan of Donald Miller. So uh, I don't know if anybody has seen, but the, he, he's just marketing made simple. He wrote another book on it. He has run the story brand where he talks about stories and how stories move, but he actually created a framework. And I'm a big framework guy. So I love anybody who give, makes it practical for people to implement. So those are the two books, The Ideal Team Player from Patrick Lencioni and Donald Miller stuff. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks awesome, for putting out great content. Anytime, dear. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care, bud. All right, folks. So again, um, I have one more question. Hey, Erica and uh, Fahim. Uh, uh, Erica is from North Carolina. I see... Uh, Christy, uh, love. I completely agree about these marketing tips. Um, I, I'm working. I love. I love this. Ash, I believe you're in a water of talent. Uh, we also be an issue out there in the world. Are you recording these uh, calls from David? Yes, I'm recording these calls. And after a week or so, I'm going to put it out online as well, so people can see all the recorded like LinkedIn live session, any interviews or just Q and A's like that. But I'm doing this this whole week at 9 a.m. Eastern. So if you want to jump in or ask your team to jump in, we could do a group session. We are in this together. We're not alone. We're in this together and we have to fight this together. So this is, this is all about that energy to bring back to table. I love that. So Ash, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to get to you. And, and Dave, I love your questions as well. So if you don't mind, just jump in tomorrow. I'll send you a link. Jump in and just live. We can talk about your questions just right here. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here. Love you. And remember, you are not in this together. And build a community. Right, as, right now is the time to build a community around your customers, more important than anything else. See you later. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. 
If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.